being present in the moment allows us space to be kind. Welcome back to another episode of the Work Redefined podcast, where we talk to women who are doing it all, but doing it with faith at the forefront. We want to welcome those of you who are new to us. If you're new to our podcast community, we drop a new episode every Tuesday. I want to invite you to commit to your growth and development. Wouldn't it be cool if you listened to every episode this year and made an investment to grow in preventing your burnout and creating more peace and balance in your life? So how can you do it? Very simply, subscribe wherever you consume this content. Also, we encourage you to download our Burnout Prevention Guide. It is found in our show notes and we'll send you an email with all the information you need to be a part of our community of leaders. We are going to work really hard to give you high quality content. And if this content is helpful, will you do us a favor? What you can do for us is follow us on social media, write a review, and continue to engage with our organization. So get out, share with others, and let's dive in today into new content if you are ready to grow. Paula, thank you so much for joining us on our Work Redefined podcast. I'm so excited to have this opportunity for this one-on-one conversation with you. I know I've really enjoyed getting to know you the past couple months, and I'm excited to hear more about what you have to say today. And so why don't we just kick off with you sharing a little bit more about who you are and what your story is? Sure, sure. Well, thank you for having me join you here today. Uh, first off, uh, my st- my story is like everyone else's. You know, it goes up and down and it weaves and we think we're going to point A, but really we go to point Z. And, and so that's kind of where my story is. Um, first and foremost, I am a child of God, which is so important to me. My faith is very important and trying to incorporate that in uh, in life and in work and play and all of those things. I own a consulting company. I have been doing training and education for years, just helping people implement high impact communication, culture, and leadership. So um, I, I love I love visiting with people and watching those moments where the light comes on and we can be the best version of ourselves. Mm. I love that. Well, and I know um, a lot of what we've talked about in recent conversations is this concept of being spread too thin. And so um, I know that you're working on this topic. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about what you're finding and kind of the ideas and concepts that you're developing with this specific topic? Sure. And, you know, I have not met, I, I truly have not met one person who has not said, yes, I am spread too thin. I mean, every one of us can relate at at least one point in our lives, we can relate to being spread too thin. And I am working on, uh, I'm working on a a topic or training topic right now. I think it might be something more of a mastermind. But when you think about spread too thin, the way, um, 
one of the one of the visuals that I like to use is if you think of have you ever painted before, Kelsey? Like painted a room or done anything? Have you ever done anything like that? Done the um, the wine and paint where they give you a pattern and you get a group of ladies together and you try to copy the yes. Image. That is that is a lot of fun or even painting a room or anything like let's talk about the canvas that you that you mentioned and when you make your brush strokes and they're too thin and you can see all the way through what does you know something like that when we see that visual we're like oh yeah I need to put some more on. But when we do that to ourselves, whether it is in our work life or our family life or even our spiritual life, it comes across sometimes as a little bit sloppy. And I don't ever want to look sloppy. I mean, perhaps when I'm going to the gym, I mean, but that's, that's a whole other story. But there's not really, you know, there's not really those times that, that I don't want to be that. And so what can we do? to ensure that we are not spread too thin because we want to have that i think of i think of corners in a room where you just have that nice crisp corner especially if you're changing colors and you just have that nice fine line and that's that's kind of where i mean that is what that is what i would love to see for my life and my family as well Hmm. So tell me more about that. So this concept of, you know, it, it, when you pile too much on things get messy is mm -hmm. what I'm hearing you say. Um, instead of having those clean, um, this painted canvas, that's perfectly, I guess, um, balanced, maybe we could say, um, how do we work on deciphering? Like, how do we not pile so much on? I think that the place that, that we need to start is that it's okay to say no. Mm -hmm. It's okay to say no. We don't have to say yes to everything. And um, as a recovering people pleaser uh, or pleaser, it's okay to say no. And to find out what, um, find out what really brings us joy and, and, that's something that is different for each and every one of us. What brings you joy, Paula? Oh, so many things bring me joy. There's the glorious sunshine today is one thing that brings me joy. It just is phenomenal. And to have that sun beating down in your face, enjoying the outside and all of creation. And my dog brings me joy. He's just so darn cute. And <laughs> my my work, I have to say, I love my job. And, you know, there's just, I can just keep going. God, family, faith, friends. It, yes, it's all wonderful. So you mentioned um, being a people pleaser. Now, would you argue that if we are trying to please everyone so much that um, we won't be able to do things that bring us joy or, you know, tell us more about that people pleasing side and what, uh, well, one, what challenges come with being a people pleaser, but then how can we get out of that? The obvious challenge is that when we're trying to please everyone, we please no one. And, 
because you have so many, you know, you have so many balls in the air. And I think of um, just, we can use children, for example, or even, we don't even have to use children. We can use the workplace here. And where you're trying to please your boss, you're trying to please your staff, and then you're trying to please the organization as itself. And then you're trying to please all of the customers. And when you're running around, and I, I think of it like the gerbil wheel, when you're just running on that gerbil wheel, um, things fall through, all, you know, because if you think of the gerbil wheel, it's not always a solid wheel. And, and even when it goes too fast, things like fly out the sides. So that's, that's kind of where it's at. Um, or it falls through the cracks. And when we're trying to do all of those things, we really end up not pleasing everyone because we're not giving our best to all of those. Hmm. And no comes in into play there. It's funny, you just had me picturing a hamster running on the hamster wheel and then all of a sudden getting losing its footing and getting catapulted out of the side of the hamster <laughs> wheel. And that is kind of what it feels like sometimes. It does. We, you know, sometimes we get on those hamster wheels. And then I think of, um, I went to an office, one of my new clients just earlier this week. And um, the, the receptionist was on a treadmill and talking and, you know, there's something to be said to that, but it just makes me giggle because it makes me think of, you know, the hamster wheel, we're on the hamster wheel to make that go. And we want to have activity. And if that's the only way you can get it, then, then yes. But it, it just caught me. It just made me giggle to, to see that. Well, and I don't know if I could balance and walk while being on the phone or doing something else. I'm picturing my own ability to multitask. Um, it sounds, it seems like we, we try to multitask and it never typically works out too well. Yeah, I, I don't believe we were made to multitask. I think that that is something that we have um, said we're really good at. And some people, you know, some people can and and others cannot. Um, but yeah, it is. And you have to think about, you think about all of those things. And what made me think of, you know, multitasking and walking and typing and all of that. Have you ever driven someplace and then you got there and you're like, like driven home from work and you're like, man, how did I get here? Well, kind of. It's funny you're talking about that because yesterday, um, it, not the same situation, but I, um, I ate a banana and I didn't remember actually eating the banana. Like I looked next to me and there was uh, the banana peel was there without the banana inside of it. And I truly did not remember the act of consuming this banana, but I can totally relate to the driving somewhere and not even comprehending that, that journey there. So, I mean, what does that say about us as humans? I mean, that, um, what kind of advice can we take from that situation? Well, I geek, I geek out on the whole neural pathways and, uh, there is, we do things every day and I can't remember the exact statistic. It's right around like 73 or 78% that we do automatic every day. 
And so we have those neural pathways and that's exactly what we do. We do things on automatic. We say things on automatic. We eat on automatic. You know, I, I know so many people that say they open a bag of chips and the before they know it, the chips are gone because they ate the whole bag of chips and they did it without even realizing. So it's uh, more about being conscious of what we're saying, what we're doing, and just thinking about that. And then there's a whole nother process. And that's a whole nother topic about neural pathways and how we can change those. But yeah, it is. And just being, um, I guess, I guess the word that I'm looking for is being present of everything that we are doing. And that includes work and with others and all of those beautiful things. What do you think is the benefit of being present? Actually, the biggest benefit is that you show, you show yourself and that person kindness and respect. And I don't really think that we have enough of that anymore. Mm. We we need give grace, be kind. And it shows respect when you are uh, with that person. So since I know we started off by talking about being spread too thin, would you would you say that when we're spread too thin, it limits our ability to be kind? It can, because when you're spread too thin, I don't know about you, but when you're spread too thin and, and you're already doing 10 things and then somebody comes in and says to you, I need this right now. You're like, ah, because you don't always answer that question um, in the nicest manner. Mm. Well, and I'm just for myself, not for anyone else. But sometimes, um, sometimes it's harder to be kind when we're just in every, in every place, because when you're present with that person, it makes a huge difference. And, and it is more respectful to yourself when you are there. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting because I, um, I've always been kind of obsessed with like prioritizing things. And I know that there's, um, there's, I've heard a couple of times that the word priority used to be singular. And then it wasn't until the industrial revolution that priority was given a plural form. Mm -hmm. um, but I also just heard yesterday that um, since the industrial revolution, we there are some studies that show that we have continued to become less happy and even more lonely because we're so busy that we've actually set ourselves up to be very isolated as humans and um, that being busy element actually has had such a huge detriment on our connections with others. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, we could go down a whole nother rabbit hole on that because connection is, uh, is one of the things that I talk about all the time because we, and it's, it's very true. Um, we lose those connections because busy has been given a, oh yeah, when I'm busy, that means that I'm doing the right thing. And there's a difference between busy and productive. Mm. And, uh, and I mean, just even over the last, you know, 18 months, two years, talking about isolation and talking about connection and people crave that we were born 
to connect with others. And there's been many studies, I mean, about infants in orphanages who don't get touched mm. and don't have that physical connection with someone and what that does to the psyche. And we do need that connection. And it's just so, so, so important. And um, just making time and making it a singular priority to have that because it is very true. We don't necessarily get more done. We're just more busy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a very valid point. Um, so you think we probably don't even get more done. We just are constantly on the go. There, yeah, each one of us is each one of us is different and how that is. But when you slow down, when you just slow down and look, and it seems it's amazing how much I get done when I just let things flow and go from one thing to the next and have my idea or my priority for the day and then what transpires during that day. Um, it, it is an amazing thing, but what works for me might not work for you. And so we have to figure out what it is, number one, that brings us joy. Number two, what we're connected to, you know, and you, you know, we can go down another rabbit hole about the people that we spend the most time with mm. um, and those connections and what that does for us. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's, each person is different not even uh, identical twins have the same fingerprint. So um, we all have a different fingerprint and we all are here for a different reason. We're all here to uh, do our best. So, and that brings me back to, again, this concept of being spread too thin. Would you think that um, like we all have different limits as far as um, what being spread too thin maybe looks like for each of us? Oh, totally. I think of um, uh, one of one of my friends um, and her, her idea of spread too thin is having two items to focus on. I mean, she just, she's very intelligent. She's very kind and has been in the business world, but two things is her limit. She just can't do it. And when there's two things, then there's the stress and the anxiety and all those things that go with. So each one of us, and for some people, that might only be one thing. If I have one important thing to be done by the end of the day, oh, this is going to be a hard day. <laughs> well, and I even think in terms of like, for me, when I have a lot of um, people interaction and social things going on, um, that tends to energize me. And so typically if I have a lot of that type of thing to do in a week, it doesn't stress me out. Whereas if I have a lot of tactical, um, like really very detailed driven work, even if it's personal stuff, like stuff around the house, maybe, or, you know, getting certain things with ta like taxes are a great example, like things that are very tactical, um, those will often make me feel a lot more overwhelmed and spread too thin than necessarily the social things would. But I have a feeling that there are a lot of people that would feel the exact opposite, where if they have too many social things in a week, um, that will totally make them feel spread too thin. And so I, um, I just wanted to echo that concept because I think that we can all probably relate to different people get spread too thin by different things. 
Totally. And it has to do with our personalities and our makeup, because again, not one of us is the same and you're more outgoing. And that's why the people energize you to be in that social and that interaction versus sitting in, if you had to sit in a cubicle and, you know, on your laptop all day or on your computer all day, you would be just like, (laughs) we can all do that. It just doesn't bring us joy or energy. And, and we need to figure out what does that for us and being spread too thin. um, It's different for each one of us and what that means and how, how we can adjust that. And so that's why I think it's a really great topic for a mastermind and to figure out how, um, how we can make just small changes. You know, Um, I've talked about this lots of times about how we can make just those little tweaks that 1% adjustment and then what we can get with that. Yeah. Well, and you know, when we think about those little tweaks and those small adjustments, um, do you have any recommendations for people? You know, it, it's an individual, it's an individual thing, but the, the first, the first thing is to start with no. And that's the first recommendation is start with no, uh, figure out what brings you joy. And if it is something um, that you're doing habitually, ask yourself a question, why am I doing it? So there's, it's an internal process that each one of us has to do. And that's something that we'll dive deeper into, I think, in the mastermind, just to get into that. But mm. first, start with no. Yeah. What brings you joy? What do you think, you know, we talked about this briefly at the beginning. I know you said you're, you're passionate about your faith. What do you think God has to say about being spread too thin. I mean, we, we think about it. I mean, you think about it all the time. Um, and in the gospels, that's, that's, um, the book of Matthew, you talk about that, that Jesus was out among all of the people and doing the healing and with his disciples, but he always took time to spend time with God. He always took time alone for prayer because he knew that he was here for a short time and he had a mission to do so he had to do those things and yet he still prioritized his relationship with his father and so what is your number one priority for that and you know it talks there's all kinds of all kinds of verses that come to mind in all the scripture thinking of some of those places where um where we are, we are to be singular focused in, in what we do. Mm. Is there any particular verse that you think of that's one of your favorites? Oh, um, you know, there was, I just, I was just reading it this morning, but the fact that, uh, I am, uh, when, when Jesus asks Peter, when Jesus asks Simon, Peter, who do you think I am? And, uh, and he said, you are the Messiah. And so the I am, and it's two words. Mm. I am. So mm. I am what? And how will you answer that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I think, um, you know, and I think about 
Sundays, for example, are a perfect example where it's easy to get um, distracted and feel like you have to get so much done on a Sunday. And even just taking time, whether it's, you know, your full Sunday or even throughout the week to take time to just focus in on your relationship with God and make sure that you're checking in. Um, I know you even mentioned weaving it into your career. I mean, as successful driven career women, how can we make sure that we're not forgetting about our faith along the way? Again, that's a, that's a, that's a really broad question. And it's something that is individual and how you, um, how you feel called to do that. We are called to be disciples and um, we're here for a short time. And so who are you going to tell? How are you going to tell them? And uh, I don't want to be, I don't want to be on my deathbed saying, I wish I would have told everyone mm. about God because by then it's too late. So how will we do that? And, uh, and it's different for each one of us, for sure. Mm-hmm. So not being afraid to share it with people that we're connected to, have conver- a conversation with a coworker. Um, it sounds like, you know, from your perspective, it's just about being willing to share, um, which I love. I think a lot of us, even just bringing it up in conversation, sometimes it feels, um, I know I've been nervous before to bring it up and then after I've brought it up, I've felt so much better. And typically the people that I, that have been in my circle, I've found, um, a lot of excitement and joy in realizing that that person is also, you know, a a follower of God. And I think if we don't talk about it on a regular basis, how are we supposed to know even like who's in our tribe? Um, I think about that too, and how it's so easy to go through the motions and not even bring it up, but how there is such a beauty in bringing it up. And even if that person is a follower of God, what that can do for your relationship with that person as well. Yes. And amen. (laughs) It's amazing. It's amazing how many people are and, uh, and want to talk about it. And, uh, again, it's a personal journey and we're all at different places and we're exactly exactly where we're supposed to be and we are planted in the soil that we are supposed to be in so what will you do with where you're at is a bigger question yeah so another direction that we sometimes go in this podcast is talking a little bit more about leadership and how um you know, what's important when it comes to being a leader, because whether or not we know it, we're probably all leading someone. Um, So when you think, Paula, about leadership and being a faith-based, you know, leader who also has a passion for, you know, women and making sure that we're not spread too thin, I mean, what are some pieces of advice as far as um, what it takes to be a good leader in that space? Uh, so many, so many things come to mind, uh, when we talk, when we talk about leadership and you're exactly right, Kelsey, we all lead someone. We are leading ourselves at, at minimum, we are leading ourselves. So, uh, and we influence, and again, uh, I just talked about this. Uh, I believe 
it's over 800 people that we influence. I think it's 832 people that we influence um, throughout a year. And that can be amazing. And again, that's, you know, an average, if there's only two people in your village, it's like, you're not really influencing that many people. However, that being said, uh, leadership, everything rises and falls with leadership, John Maxwell. Uh, and not only that, but wanting does not get you end results. You actually have to take action. And that's where leadership is at, is action. What are you going to do? What actions are you going to take? And moving forward, whether or not, I have no idea where I'm going. I, I honestly don't, but I'm moving forward. And that's what it's all about. How do you find peace in that? Because I think a lot of us are stuck in um, not knowing exactly where we're going. Most of the time, I think most of us are out there just kind of flailing, almost flailing in the wind and trying to figure out where we're going and what our purpose is and what our path is. And, you know, what advice do you have for those of us who are just struggling with not knowing where to go and struggling to find peace in the moment? You know, uh, some of that comes with wisdom, uh, uh, another word for, you know, however, that being said, <laughs> uh, that being said, it, it actually comes, comes from my faith journey and knowing where I'm at, because the more I trust in God, the more peace I have. And just knowing, I mean, Number one, he's always in control. Number two, he knows the outcome. And number three, he wins. So say that one more time. He, he's in control. He's in control. Okay. Number two, he knows what's going to happen. And number three, he wins. Always. I love that. Mm -hmm. So it, it comes, it comes with, it comes with that and being being a faithful servant of, uh, of God. Mm. No, that's, that's really cool. Those three things, knowing that he's in control, knowing that, um, he knows the outcome and knowing that at the end of the day, God always wins. I think, um, so many times it's easy to look at an outcome and feel disappointed because maybe the outcome isn't what you're hoping for. Um, but knowing that God has a plan and that it's, I know when I look back, I can see how every little disappointment I had was, was followed by, um, the right next thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but looking forward, it's always hard to, to have that faith and see that. And so I love those reminders. Those are really good, Paula. Yeah. And another thing is when we have trials or we have disappointments, the thing that, that gives me pure joy is that when I know when I'm in it or when it's happening or it has happened, I know that the next step, because he's preparing me for the next step. So all those opportunities, all those disappointments, um, heartaches, hurts, everything is because he's setting us up for something great. Mm, I love that. Uh, we're always being set up for the next great thing, regardless of if we can see that or not. Um, I think that's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's a great thing. And, and just, um, you know, find, find truly what, 
what it is that brings you joy and uh, the whole spread too thin. It's a, it's an okay, it's okay. It's okay to say no. Mm-hmm. Well, and so I guess with that last comment, we're nearing the end of our time here today. Um, I have a couple last questions. So my first one being Paula, as you think about our audience and our listeners tuning in here today and kind of think through the whole conversation we've just had, was there anything else, any other tips or ideas or advice that you were hoping to share in our conversation today? We all have, we all have an inner voice and we, and you know, you think about it when you get that gut reaction and just listening to that gut reaction, um, whether it be in work, in business, safety reasons, all of those things, listening to that gut reaction and truly find what brings you joy. I mean, honestly, it's life is great. Mm. What I'm hearing is trust yourself because I think a lot of times we know in our heart, again, back to what, what we should say yes to, what we should say no to, but just knowing to trust that gut instinct. I mean, of course, if, if you're not sure, maybe do a pros and cons list, but at the end of the day, your gut probably will tell you the answer. Yes, definitely. I love that. Um, so I always, the last question I always love to ask Paula is just, how can our listeners stay connected with you? Where can they find you? Um, how can we support you in your business journey? You can, you can find me on Facebook, um, Paula, Paula Grainer. Uh, you can, I am in the process of updating my website as we speak. I just had a meeting yesterday. So uh, www paulagrainer.com. So it's not, it's not something that's out there. I'm also on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a great place um, where I spend a lot of time. That's a majority of my time when I'm out there. Um, Or you can reach out to me personally, um, Paula Grainer, Paula at paulagrainer.com will get to me as well. Or just give me a call. Wonderful. Well, and I'll include all of those in our show notes today so that people don't have to memorize them while they're listening. They can just click on those links. I'll include your LinkedIn and your email and um, we can include your website too once it's done or if you'd be okay with us putting that in right away too, we can add that in as well. Yeah, you can put that in. We're in the process of it. It'll take a couple of weeks, but it's a basic skeleton. So I had somebody... I had a website and I was updating it and then somebody ghosted me. And so all of my information went away. So I'm rebuilding again. That's fun. (laughs) It's an opportunity to be fresh. Yes. It's an opportunity to work with someone new. So no, I know how that happens and websites are always fun to update. So yes. So much Kelsey for having me here with you today. I appreciate it. And thank you to all those who are listening. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us, Paula. This was a great conversation. Thank you for all the wonderful nuggets today. I know our listeners are in for a treat. Thank you. Take care.